You're listening to That's the Industry Podcast, episode number 10. Today, we are going to be talking to the paparazzi. We're also doing our first collaboration with the Paparazzi Podcast, meaning part one of this interview is on my channel and part two is on their channel on the Paparazzi Podcast. I'll leave a uh, link in the show notes below and you're going to hear about how I was a paparazzi for a month, an entire month, and how I almost made $120,000 in one day. Here we go. You're listening to That's the Industry with Thomas Jordan. That's the Industry with Thomas Jordan. The podcast that takes you inside all the aspects of the entertainment industry directly from the people who are making it happen. And now, your host, Thomas Jordan. What's going on, everyone? Thomas Jordan here for another episode. Today, we are talking to Mark from the Paparazzi Podcast. Mark has been in this line of work for 10 plus years as a photographer out of Los Angeles, California. What's going on, Mark? How's it going? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Uh, Doing well, doing well. I appreciate you taking the time, man. And I'm always curious how people get started in the industry. So I'd love to hear how you got started. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, first and foremost, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, I got into the business, uh, back in 2006, 2007, uh, right around there. Um, I was kind of in between jobs. I was working in the golf industry for about 10 years. Um, and I was just getting out of working in that industry and, um, you know, thinking of pursuing something new, uh, at the same time, um, I had grown up in an area where a lot of friends of mine, when they got out of high school, got into the entertainment business, whether it be, uh, clubs or entertainment or production or anything like, or stuff like that. Um, where I hung out with a lot of celebrities, uh, went to a lot of celebrity parties, um, and just knew a lot about the Hollywood area and, you know, and how it all worked. And when friends would come visit me from out of town, let's say, or, you know, um, I would take them around Los Angeles and kind of show them the hot spots or some celebrities homes. Um, and <clears throat> right around, uh, you know, late, uh, late 2007, um, there was a friend of mine who visited from um, down in the San Diego area. And I kind of did my normal, you know, uh, chauffeur around Hollywood. Um, uh, When she left and went back, uh, she was working at a, uh, at a photography agency. Um, I think it was called Zuma press at the time. And she um, got word through her, through her business um, that, a photography agency up in LA were looking for photographers to do paparazzi work. Um, no more than maybe two days before I saw some special, I think it was a VH one special, um, on the paparazzi. And, uh, I think there was a couple of guys in Hawaii trying to shoot, uh, one of the friends, one of the friends, uh, stars weddings. Um, what was his name? Uh, Joey, what's his name? Matt LeBlanc. 
Um, yeah, yeah, Joey from Friends. Yeah, and 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 I saw these guys and the way they were working, and I kept saying to myself, "Geez, I could do way better than these guys. These guys are, you know, they were kind of bozos, uh, you know, hiking around in the jungle and and this and that." Um, so a couple of days later, I got a phone call saying, "Would you want to do this kind of work?" Uh, and then you know, a day or two later, I was actually in a car, um, you know, with a photographer just on a ride along. Uh, we went and worked on, I think it was Kate Beckinsale at the time. And I think she was up there as one of my, you know, favorite actors at the time. Um, and I was just, you know, starstruck when, when I saw her, when I saw her come out, uh, you know, uh, following her around a little bit and getting some pictures of her when, when she kind of went shopping and, and, uh, was out and about. Um, and it was just an exciting job. And of course I was hooked. Um, so, um, that day, I think she went to like a pool party. She went to a Starbucks. Uh, we got a couple of pictures of her. Um, the guy I went along with actually handed me a camera, you know, during the ride along and just said, here, you know, go, go, go do something, go see what you can do here. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, pretty much I was hooked from there. It was just, a, you know, the adrenaline rush, um, you know, kind of hooked me, uh, which it does pretty much all these guys in the business in the beginning, but that's, uh, that's about it. It's about how I, how I got into it. Um, I think later that day, actually, it was the same type of scenario. We were, we, we just left Cape Beckinsale. Good experience, by the way, the guy that I was riding with was a you know, real nice guy. He's non-aggressive, uh, kind of photographer, um, kind of showed me the, you know, the, the, the nice way of doing this business, um, the kind of moral way of doing this business and the exchange between us and Kate Beckinsale was a good exchange, you know, uh, and then when we moved on and we went to a, a, uh, Starbucks or no, I think, I think it was a coffee bean. Um, I ended up seeing Jamie Lynn Sigler in the line ahead of us. And, uh, that's when he, uh, you know, told me to go out to his car, grab my, grab my, his camera and, uh, and, uh, you know, see what I can do. Um, got a, had a good exchange with her. She, she gave me a little wave. It was real nice. Um, we got two sets that day and, uh, I've been doing it ever since. Well, man, it's interesting because your story is very similar to our story. Uh, what people don't know is we got connected and, um, yeah, I did a ride along with you and one day turned into, I believe a solid month of uh of doing that work and it was uh interesting to say the least for sure man um it was very similar kind of what you talked about and and i kind of like the way you approached it because i think a lot of people when they hear paparazzi they automatically have a bad taste in their mouth or they just see these people who hound these people and have no respect for people but you are not like that you're almost kind of like you don't, you know, you're not trying to cause any drama. It's almost like you're a sniper. You don't want to be seen. And you just, you know, out of everything that we did and I witnessed, I never felt, you know, creepy, uncomfortable, or like we were invading anybody's space because, you know, we, we gave them space as well. Yeah. And I mean, that's what I try and, um, I try and relate to everybody on the podcast, on my podcast, which is, you know, getting to know the photographers in this business, um, on a more personal level. I mean, obviously when, when the celebrities come out or the celebrities see us out and about, we're all the same to them. 
you know, um, me, I would consider myself a, you know, a, a, a nicer guy in the business. Non-aggressive is, is the, is the term I like to use. You know, there's photographers that are aggressive and there's photographers that are really non-aggressive. Um, wh- who I learned from in the business, uh, I worked for an agency that was a pretty respected agency at the time, as far as working non-aggressive. Um, and all the guys that I worked with were the same. Um, so, you know, when the celebrities do see us out there, if they knew us a little bit better, um, just more on a personal note of, you know, this guy who's, you know, who's, who's shooting me right now, or this guy that's following me in his car. Oh, that's Mark. Oh, that's this other aggressive guy that likes to jump out and get in my face, you know? Um, but we're all the same to them. And, uh, you know, I always say if, if we treated them the same as they treat us, we would all just consider them Kim Kardashian and we could, we would just jump out and be aggressive all the time. But no, we know, you know, uh, how Jennifer Garner is with us. We know how a, a Reese Witherspoon is with us. We know how a Kate Hudson is with us, you know, and we work differently. At least some of us do. We work differently to cater to the way that they are and the way that they, they like to be shot or not don't like to be shot. And, you know, there's the odd time Well, they'll pull up and they'll come over to us and they'll just say, Hey, you know, not today. Um, you know, I'm not feeling it today or something like that. And we move on. A lot of guys won't do that, but that's what we do. Um, and you know, that's, um, that's what a lot of people don't understand. And these people who are more so aggressive, um, I think you, uh, you guys have a term for people like that. Yeah. We call them savages. Or at least, why is at least that? I do. At least I, <laughs> well, because that's, you know, it's what they look like when they're out there and they are being aggressive. They look like savages, you know? I mean, obviously you've seen the videos or pictures of, you know, um, let's say Britney Spears back in the day, uh, you know, in 07, 08, like around that time, you know, 20, 30 guys following her, uh, you know, jocking for position on a follow for her, um, you know, running, practically running people down, parking their cars in the middle of the road to jump out and get a picture of her uh, at a stoplight. Um, Or, you know, let's say someone like a Jennifer Garner picking up uh, her kids from school, you know, uh, a line of, you know, five or six guys just, you know, down the street from her school, shooting her as she uh, as she walks with her kids, you know. They look like savages. Um, You know, I can't say that I'm not guilty of taking some of those shots, some shots, you know, that are similar to that. Um, Because if I do see something, um, you know, as I'm passing by or, you know, along my day and I do see an opportunity to get a shot, I will take it. But, you know, the majority of the time I, you know, work differently than the quote unquote savages. I mean, you even kind of told me like, is it, is it kind of like split down the middle? Like there, it's almost like the good guys and the bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would think so. I mean, I like to refer to it like, um, like, let's say like the military, you know, um, there's the infantry guys, the guys that, that just run in first and, you know, don't really have a plan and they just, you know, they're the first in and, and they're the most aggressive. And then there's, you know, the uh, the special forces or the the snipers, like you were saying, you know, that kind of, you know, get their orders. They go in under the radar and they get the shot, the candid shot, you know, um, where, <clears throat> excuse me, where, uh, you know, these other guys don't really have a mode of 
getting that picture, you know? And is there a way, have you tried to talk to these guys before? And if you have, what did they say? Oh yeah. They, um, I, I had a nickname in the business for a while, uh, when I actually did, you know, get, <clears throat> when I did have exchanges with these guys, um, I was called the governor <clears throat> because I would always come into a situation and I would assess the situation happening and I would kind of try and govern it. I would say, you know, Hey guys, let's move over here. You know, we're, we're, let's say it's someone in, in, in front of a shop or something. I would say, let's move down here. The car is down here. Let's move to give them enough space where they can come out of the shop and walk down the, down the street or walk down the sidewalk and we can get them from here. A nice, you know, uh, walking shot. But most of the guys now, they want to be up against the window. They want to be shooting into the shop. They want to block the front door as they're walking out the door and they want to walk backwards and shoot them as they're walking along. Um, that, you know, is what I consider aggressive, um, in your face, ambush style, uh, paparazzi where they could do it differently. They could make themselves a little more known and, and, uh, and get a nicer shot. And we all could actually have a fair shot at it, you know? Um, but everybody's, you know, it's everybody's competition. They're all competition. So they, um, you know, they're always trying to outdo the other guy. And has there ever been, are there times where the the savages aren't around like if you guys got jennifer garner and it's just you and maybe three other guys that you may know and there's no one bothering her and like you where you guys kind of get your space like you say yeah yeah plenty of times um matthew mcconaughey is 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 a good example i like to use for you know being able to control his paparazzi um you know he used to just step out of his car if there was if you'd you know, if he was, uh, going somewhere and about to be shot, he would step out of his car and he'd just kind of say, hold up guys. You know, I'd like you guys to just stand over here. You know, I'm going over there. Can you just stand over here? I'll give you all shots, you know, but I don't want you jumping out and running in front of me. And the guys would, would do it. And he's a great example of that. Jennifer Garner, um, you know, one thing comes to mind with Jennifer Garner at the time when she was getting shot the most, this is probably, you know, Oh seven, Oh eight, Oh nine. Um, you know, she, I caught her once I saw her as I was passing by, she was parking in a parking lot in Santa Monica and I pull up and I knew where she was going. So I, you know, gave her a good, you know, hundred feet of space so that she could just walk and walk in. And she turned around and walked backwards. This is kind of a tactic they used to use all the time um, when they didn't want to be shot. And and I said to her, I said, hey, hey, Jen, you know, I didn't I didn't follow you down here. I just saw you uh, spotted you. Um, you know, this is this is completely fair game. Um, why are you walking backwards? You know, and she continued to say, you know, I I don't you know, I don't want anybody to get shots. I don't you know, I, I don't see you differently as anybody else. And we continue to have a little bit of a conversation where I, you know, told her, okay, well, I work on you every once in a while. I'm, I'm not aggressive, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I don't think it ever sunk in with her. Why do you think that is though? It's ego. I would think it's all ego. You know, a lot of these celebrities, these, especially the A-list celebrities, they have, they have huge egos, you know, they'll never, they'll never you know, I guess, dumb themselves down to being friendly with a photographer um, just for the simple point of that. 
you know they they consider themselves better they consider themselves better than everybody else um a lot of people don't see them the way we see them in their day-to-day lives but you know uh, most people think jen garner is this great sweetheart which you know a lot of the time she is but she could be nasty she could be mean and nobody ever sees that but she would never you know uh consider herself um to be friendly with a photographer or a specific photographer no matter who they were yeah and i could see i mean just to just to play devil's advocate because from my experience with you i can understand both sides to a point but i know there's going to be people listening who are like well you shouldn't you should give them their space they you know they didn't do anything they they don't need to be photographed all the time yeah and i agree with that um someone like a jen garner back to her again because <laughs> she because she's a good example um you know she is shot or followed every single day whether it be one guy whether it be three guys whether it be five guys every single day since at least 2007. Um, and yes, they do. They definitely deserve some space, you know, especially someone like her. She definitely deserves some space. She doesn't deserve to be hounded every single day, but the way I am, I see her nowadays. I see her maybe once every six months. Most of the time I won't even shoot her because there's other guys there, you know, exclusives are another thing we should get into at some point, um, versus non-exclusives. But, you know, I, I give her her space. I give all of them their space. I, if I'm driving around, let's say the West side or something, which is the, you know, the area that I usually cover, I usually just drive around, rely on and rely on, uh, me just spotting celebrities. I usually don't go wait out in front of their house, which is, you know, we call doorstepping. I, I don't, uh, I don't follow them after I've shot them unless it's some big juicy story and you want to get more, you know, just to, to, to fit the story, but in their day-to-day lives, just, just, you know, going to the stores or, you know, going shopping or something like that, you spot them, you shoot them, you move on. Um, this is the celebrity life. I mean, obviously they signed up for doing this life. It's not our fault that no one prepared them for what was going to happen. But this is why they get paid the big bucks. This is why they live in the in the large mansions, the multiple large mansions they do. This is why they drive the nice cars. This is why they get everything for free. The one downfall to all this success is your public life is public or your 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 public life, your private life is public. You know, obviously if you're in your backyard, that's your private life, your privacy, your implied privacy. No one can shoot that anyway. It's pretty much against the law. Um, but these people are public figures that, that phrase is there for a reason. Um, and the description is you have all the success, but your lives are public. People want to see what you're doing. People want to see what you're up to. And we provide that for those people, your fans. And that's what I kind of felt like really interesting is to like really see both sides. So, you know, we saw a handful of celebrities and, you know, we keep, you know, going back to Jen Garner and things like that. But it's just like, that's what, that's where it's kind of tough for me because, 
they are in the public eye. And it's like when you're an actor or you are a public figure, there's no way you don't know that this is going to happen. And what a lot of people don't know is like even, you know, bad press is good press. And, you know, you can make that argument all day depending on who you're talking to. But it's interesting because it keeps them in the news too. And it's like, they, I feel like sometimes they forget that sometimes because you have been in a position where they've actually, it's like they'll yell at you and like curse you and whatever, but they also steal your photos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's become a huge problem in our business. Obviously the money isn't what it used to be in our business as well. Um, you know, back when I started, you know, a good exclusive picture, um, a, a breaking news or let's say a movie spoiler or something. I mean, you get a, you know, a couple thousand dollars for that. Um, nowadays you're lucky to get, you know, tens, <laughs> uh, or, or a hundred bucks for it. I mean, it's, uh, it, our, our prices, our, um, our income has gone down, you know, over 50% of what we used to make. Um, and when I got into the business, it was a, you know, it was a pretty, just a s- steady living. It wasn't, you know, you weren't, uh, you weren't making tons of money. You weren't going on lavish vacations. You weren't buying homes. You were just making a living. And now you take 50% off that and it, it's tough. And the reason is because of stolen pictures, uh, because of the internet, um, and because of the way we get paid online. Um, nobody negotiated the right way to get paid online, uh, because we didn't understand the way, uh, blogs and clients and, and online clientele got paid themselves. You know, we didn't, we didn't know what monetization was. We didn't know how to monetize our pictures. We didn't know anything about that. So when we started getting paid online, you know, let's say, you know, Oh, seven, Oh eight. Um, when, when everything started going online, um, we just started selling the way we do with magazines, you know, Oh, you're going to buy a picture. Here you go. Um, well, when that picture goes up on that website, it can be stolen. You know, it can be just clicked and uh, and dragged onto your desktop. So um, between the clients um, stealing pictures and the celebrities themselves stealing pictures and let's say putting it on their Instagrams, uh, their social medias, um, it's become a big problem. And, you know, we're hurting because of it. You know, I know a lot of people will say, oh, boo hoo, you're hurting. You're a paparazzi. Yeah, well, you know, we are, you know, husbands, we're fathers, um, we have families and they need to be supported as well. And stealing pictures is never a, a, a way to go. You know, stealing pictures is wrong no matter how you slice it. Um, but I'm sure everybody sees it. You know, the, the, the celebrities and their social medias, you see it all the time. Stolen paparazzi pictures put up on their social medias, seen by millions of people to, let's say, promote their products, their uh, clothing lines, their, their brands. Um, and that's wrong. You know, that is completely wrong. Uh, as far as I'm concerned. No. And that's where, that's where, like I said, I teeter totter, but I think that's wrong because it's like you sit, you know, whether the celebrity, if they're a jerk to you and tell you to go away and swear at you and throw out the, whatever they do negatively. And then all of a sudden they turn around and take the picture that you took in their new clothing line or swimsuit line and put it on their Instagram. It's like, wait a minute, you just cursed me out and called the cops 
but you're stealing my pitcher for free, taking money out of my pocket. Yeah. I just don't, I don't, I don't think that's cool. And I know on your, um, on your Instagram, you call them out all the time. That happened with you with the uh, new Top Gun, right? Yeah, yeah, with the new Top Gun, with the, uh, I mean, Sarah Highland is is guilty of it. Uh, doing Modern Family. I mean, the niche in my business, uh, at least my part of the business, is I work on a lot of productions. Um, I have some friends in the pr- in, in production. Uh, I get a lot of good information about uh, you know productions going on around Los Angeles, and you know what I'll do is I'll just arrive on a set and I'll shoot whatever scene that they're filming. Um, obviously I'll, it'll be in a public place. I'll be completely legal to be doing it. Um, the productions normally put up a fight about it, which I never understand, but, um, on the, you know, on the, the top gun, uh, on the top gun production, um, we got, Tom Cruise on the motorcycle with Jennifer Connelly. And that picture went everywhere. It was one of the biggest pictures of the year. Everybody saw it. Everybody was downloading. Everybody was stealing it, uh, including Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel uh, put it on his show. He had uh, Jennifer Connelly on as a guest. And he had the picture framed on his desk and asked her about it, showed the picture to the audience. Everybody talked about it. It was, uh, you know, they talked about how great the picture was and he never paid for it. We ended up contacting him, asking him to pay for it. And they just basically shined us on. Um, so that is not right. And that is not cordial. And you know, that happens all the time. Sarah Hyland, like I said, she was always a complete she would always take my pictures to promote the show. So I would be on set. The crew would be cool with me. The, the, you know, some of the, the cast would be cool with me. Sarah was never cool with me. She would always bitch and moan. She would always have people try and cover her with, with umbrellas. She would always, you know, disrupt the whole production just because I was there. Um, I was never aggressive on her ever. Um, I had a good reputation with that crew. And a week later, the picture would be up on her Instagram saying, oh, watch this episode of Modern Family. This is me in the in the in the episode of Modern Family. What is Haley doing on this episode of Modern Family? And she would promote the show with it. So, you know, I like to say you're welcome to for the free promotion that I'm giving the show. But in an ideal world. I should be getting paid for that. Because they are promoting the show. Now, the productions will come along and they'll say, oh, you're spoiling it. Well, spoilers pay too. you know, Uh, that's what a movie trailer's for. That's what, uh, you know, a preview for an upcoming episode. That's what a preview for an upcoming episode uh, of Modern Family does. Um, They're spoilers. Um, You know, it comes down to control and they can't control what I do. But what I'm doing is a favor for them, whether they like it or not. And have you ever tried to talk to Sarah about it? Like, hey, like, because you've seen her multiple times. I follow your Instagram, so I know you're you're on those family, uh, the modern family set or near it a lot. Have you ever tried to talk to her about it, being like, hey, like, what's what's the deal here? No, I've never talked to her personally. I've never tried to talk to her personally because I can never. I'm never close enough, you know. I mean, there have been a couple of times where I've been close enough so she can hear what I'm saying. 
And I have said to her um, when she's gone to cover up, you know, number one, she's just got come out of hair and makeup, right? Uh, she's got her wardrobe on. She looks great. Most of these celebrities look great on their productions. They've been in one to two hours of hair and makeup and they look awesome. They should never not want to get photographed because they don't think they look good. But um, the couple of times I've just said to Sarah, you know, hey, Sarah, you know, this is, you know, this has been going on five years now. Why are you covering up? Why are you doing, you know, and they ignore it. They don't say anything. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm never, I'm never really close enough to, uh, to ask about this. Now I have asked some celebrities on other productions, you know, what they think of it. Um, Courtney Cox, for example, she didn't mind um, when we would shoot her on Cougar Town because she knew it was good promotion for the show. And she told me personally at one point, you know, this is good. I don't mind if you're here. Just, you know, don't be aggressive, which I never was. And, you know, we had a great relationship on that and we got great pictures. I got paid for it. She got promotion for the show. It was a win-win for everybody. Now, most productions should see this and see this potential and just embrace it. And maybe even drop me a line or two of uh, some future production that they're <laughs> that they're coming up with where I can uh, I can give them some free, free promotion. I remember us talking. You even almost had like a proposition for these people on how they could work with you instead of against you. Yes. For a while, I was um, I was calling myself promotion. I was calling myself promotion pictures or promotion paparazzi or something like that where um, I would talk to um, like newer productions, productions that were, you know, just starting out, not big Hollywood productions, but let's say, you know, a reality show or a smaller end uh, sitcom or something like that, where they wanted the promotion in the beginning. And some people were susceptible to it. Um, and I got invited onto a couple of sets, but all in all, nobody really saw, uh, the potential of it. Um, I didn't understand why I saw the potential of it. They didn't see it, but it, once again, it comes down to the control, you know? Um, but I wish more productions would do that. I wish more productions would embrace it because whether they like it or not, I'm going to be there and I'm going to be shooting it and you're going to get the promotion. So we might as well work together and not be enemies in this situation. You know, I can get even better pictures, promote it the way you want it. And hey, if it makes enough money, why don't we donate some of it to some sort of a, a charity that the production chooses? You know, we could even go that route. Yeah, I really like that. Because like I said, you you work with them, you tip because it would you they would tip you off. You know, they would be where they would be all done up and their clothes, makeup. And then you even mentioned that they got would get to choose the shots, how you edited them and how they could post them. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, we would we would work together on, on this whole thing. And because like I said, I'm going to be there anyway. You know, I'm there anyway. Uh, a good example is is TV shows because TV shows, they last for months, maybe even years. So when you step onto a, a set um, of a TV show versus a movie, the, you know, you step onto it for the first time. There's always the no pictures, no pictures. Yeah, th this is how it goes. No pictures, no pictures. Okay, well, you're on uh, Venice Beach Boardwalk, so I'm, you know, I can take pictures. Okay, well, no pictures, no pictures. Okay, well, I'm going to take pictures. 
okay, um, now they consider me being aggressive just because I'm there taking pictures. Um, and I won't stop taking pictures. Um, <clears throat> then it moves to, okay, well then we're going to pull out umbrellas and we're going to block you. Um, number one, there's a law in this country and in this state, uh, it's called right to work. Um, the right to work law. And if you are putting an umbrella in front of my camera, that means I can't work and you're preventing me from doing my job. So that is actually illegal. What they can do is they can take their, their umbrellas and cover up the star, the celebrity. Um, and that's perfectly legal. So that's the next step that they'll do. They'll do blocking. They'll, they'll try all that. Well, in a movie situation, they're there, you know, you, you run into them for a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months, and they keep up that aggression depending on who the, uh, the A-list celebrity is, whether they're A-list, whether they're B-list, whatever. Um, but on a TV show situation, you're there for months on end and you eventually get to know these people and they get to know you and, you know, you become somewhat friends. You have a good relationship and it all works out. They get the promotion, you get the pictures and everybody's happy. Um, the, the ones that do the, the, um, the ones that have the problem with it are the stars themselves. And they're the ones that are in control of what happens. So if they don't like it, if they don't want you taking pictures, they will take over the entire production and figure out a way where you will not get shots. And that gets a little ridiculous sometimes. I mean, I've had Leonardo DiCaprio, um, uh, shut down his whole production so that the, the crew had to build a, an, an entire wall to block me from shooting on the beach. Um, that's ridiculous. You know, you're there, you're shooting on a beach, just embrace it, man. You know, <laughs> you don't need to, you're Leonardo DiCaprio, dude. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, he's famous for not liking shots and not letting paps get shots, but in this situation, it was ridiculous. They were almost done shooting. He saw me at the end and he had the crew work overtime to build a wall, a literal wall. So I could not shoot. Um, I'd already got shots. It was already in the bag and it was just pointless. I remember seeing the video. It was quite interesting because you saw the second that he uh, noticed you, which I'm actually still pretty shocked that he saw you because of how far you were away. But I just like what, like your deal because you had mentioned like somebody like Leonardo DiCaprio who can't leave his house, but if he had somebody like you, it would prevent like the savages and everybody hounding him because you would be getting the exclusives every single time. Yeah, exactly. I, I ran this idea past uh, Jennifer Garner at one point. Um, it, it's obviously it's doing setups. Um, some of the B list, C list celebrities will do it. I was, you know, Heidi and Spencer's um, personal photographer for a wait while. a minute. You're hold up. You're telling me that celebrities set up the paparazzi to go shoot them somewhere. <laughs> some of them do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That crazy uh, how that works. Yeah, I know. Right. Um, the, typically, uh, Heidi and Spencer though, they never did that. I'm kidding. No, um, yeah, I was going to say, it's like, what are you talking about? I know for a fact that they did that. You told me, you yeah, told me. Yeah, no, they, they, they did it. That was their, that was their thing. And they did it all the time. They would actually take it to the extremes of, you know, doing setups where, you know, what is, the, how can we top the last photos every single time, which was great, but it, it all worked out the same. So let's say someone 
you know, wanted to get a picture or wanted to wait out in front of Heidi and Spencer's house. Well, they knew that I was getting photos of them on a regular basis that were the way they wanted it. And they were the way the clients wanted to see them. So it would be pointless for uh, another photographer to show up at their house and try and follow them around because they could cover up. The pictures wouldn't be as good as the pictures that I'm putting out regularly. And if A-list celebrities, you know, would set aside their egos a little bit and embrace it like they did at one point, um, it would be the same thing. You know, if if Jennifer Garner or Reese Witherspoon or, or a Kate Hudson would, um, you know, regularly, let's say once a month or, you know, twice a month, drop a line to an agency to say, here I am, I'm going here, I'm doing this. Um, there wouldn't be guys out in front of their houses waiting for them every single day because they couldn't get as good of shots as, you know, the, the photographer that was in on it. Um, and, you know, I don't think that'll ever happen. I don't think they could ever, uh, you know, set their egos aside to do something like that. But I have seen it and I've seen it recently that some a-list celebrities. I don't know for a fact, but I've seen pictures that are so good of these celebrities that normally don't like being photographed that maybe that they're coming around to, to doing something like that in some way. Brooke Burke, she does it. She, she has a, you know, a, a photographer that she calls that comes to do, you know, most of her stuff. Nobody waits for her. Nobody, you know, even really shoots her when they see her anymore because she puts out so many pictures that are set up that no one cares and it works. And the, uh, I feel like the Kardashians are famous for doing this as well too, right? Yes. They, um, they have their own photographers as well. They have one photographer or two that they take with them, um, on vacations or they, you know, they at least tip them off of where they are and they get really good shots. I mean, the Kardashians are kind of a different story. I mean, you know, there'll be guys waiting for them every single day anyway, because no matter what you get, of the Kardashians, it sells. So, um, you know, Bieber, same thing, you know, there's always going to be guys on Bieber. Um, even if he had a, a personal photographer that would shoot him and, and sell to the same clientele we do, I think there would still be guys on him all the time just because anything of him goes. And what type of money are we talking here? Do you think like with the Kardashians and Bieber, like, are they just like rolling in some cheese or if you had to guess a dollar amount that they are making per set, what are you thinking? Well, you know, it comes down to exclusive or non-exclusive, you know, an exclusive set of, you know, Kim Kardashian on a beach in Cabo that will probably, I mean, we're not talking about one specific set or one specific sale, but that kind of a, a set of pictures would generate probably in the, you know, 10 to $20,000 range when it's all said and done. So this is over the course of a couple of weeks, um, uh, magazines, blogs, all that kind of stuff. Um, you get her walking down the street, uh, you know, with a beanie, sunglasses, uh, kind of covered up with a jacket, you know, that's probably going to generate maybe a thousand bucks, you know, 500 to a thousand bucks. Um, but like I said, no matter what it is, it will go, um, you know, it'll, it'll hit somewhere. <clears throat> it will hit somewhere. 
And in real quick, uh, what is an exclusive? What is a non-exclusive? And what is a set? Well, exclusives are just you know pictures we get. You know, one guy, one agency, one guy um, gets uh, gets a picture of somebody um, out and about or doing something. Um, that's an exclusive. Non-exclusive when you have multiple agencies, multiple guys, um, and you're you know everybody's putting their pictures up and they basically go up as an auction. Um, and that obviously brings down the prices. Um, and a set, of, a, <clears throat> and a set is a, just a set of pictures, you know, whether it be, you know, three pictures or 25 pictures, um, of someone, let's say going into a shop shopping and then coming out of the shop, that's your set, you know, or a photo shoot on the beach. You're there for three hours shooting, you know, Alessandro Ambrosio, uh, modeling um, for a photo shoot on the beach. There's a set. Well, speaking of exclusive uh, or exclusives, you and I almost had a very interesting exclusive with Roseanne. Yes. What did you think of that situation? Are you talking about the the follow down to the down to yes. Huntington Beach or wherever we went? <laughs> uh, dude, it was it was past Huntington Beach, yeah, man. No, it was it was way down there. It was like. Uh, where was that? It was, I don't know, down in Orange County, like South Orange County somewhere. Um, so, yeah, if you don't mind, just can you tell, can you like start, do you remember how the day started, how we started in Marina Del Rey and I picked up some coffee and donuts and just uh, went from there, man. Yeah. She was in the news because of just the, the whole racism thing that she'd been accused of and everybody wanted pictures of her, but no one knew where she was. So she had lived close to where I was living at the time. Um, so I was kind of the guy covering that house. You joined me for a ride along. Um, and I had been there maybe one or two days before that. Um, so I kind of saw a little bit of movement of who was coming in and out of the house. Um, at the, on that day, it was a car that I hadn't seen yet. And the car left the house and we ended up following it because we didn't know who was in it. And we followed it for what an hour and a half or something hour and Man, a half something, maybe two hours like down that. to south orange county and uh i think they went to a costco and yep and it, it turned out to just be like the nanny or the maid or something. At the the maid, man. Yeah. Dude, well, that it, it was just really interesting to me because, first of all, just to kind of paint the picture a little bit, when I showed up, I really don't know what to expect. So, like, when I roll up, it's in a non-gated community. So, like, you just rolled up. It was almost like a tailgate party because there were so many paparazzi out there. You know, we're in a van, everybody else is in these jet black jetted out Priuses. So like if you were to do a, like a drone view, it was almost like sharks just like sweat, like doing circles, just like waiting for somebody to come out of that house. I know the you know, the neighbors were getting pissed because it was seriously like a tailgate party. Like we were just sitting there waiting yeah. for her to come out. Yeah, it was, was insane. Guys, there was guys across the street from her house, like waiting for her to walk out of her door, which was, which, you know, that's kind of the savagery thing to do, but you know, they wanted the first picture. It was all about the first picture of her after all this. So there was two guys there, but they couldn't, you know, you couldn't stack any more guys on top of that because there was no parking spaces and you can't just stand there because the neighbors wouldn't like it. Uh, so there was two guys on one end of the street, a couple of guys on the other end of the street. 
And on our end, yeah, there was probably about three or four guys on our end. And uh, some of the neighbors would come by and, you know, just be friendly. And some of them would give you dirty looks. Uh, but, you know, and at the time, like I said, we didn't know where she was. So the guys were there over and over, day after day. Um, turned out she was in Utah at her ranch. Uh, one of the photographers got her up there. I think it was like the next day or something or a couple of days after we did that follow. But, um, and real quick, how much did he say he made off that video? I think he said he made something like, or the pictures they the, themselves, the pictures themselves made something like 20 or 30,000, um, something like that. I think, but he, but he got that video though. I thought he said he, he said, and you said sometimes people embellish a little bit, but he said he got upwards of like a hundred K for that video. Yeah. That's yeah. That's what he said. Exactly. That's why I was saying probably 20 because these guys do embellish a little bit when they're talking about their money. Um, it's possible. It's possible that he got, you know, a hundred grand off that. I'm going to say not, I'm going to say, I doubt it, but you know, we'll just take his word for it for this and say, you know, he said he got a hundred grand, which so for the video, a hundred grand plus, let's say 20 on top of that, let's say the whole thing ended up to be 120 grand. I don't think so, but it's possible. And it's crazy because that day like that, I come from a broadcast news background. So I just like my news instinct like kicked in, you know, I was like, cause we were all sitting there and you knew we weren't going to make any money because whether you got the set or not, it wasn't an exclusive there was like how many guys there was like 20 guys out there so like we ended up the maid gets in the car and just goes i was like you know f it let's just go let's just follow the maid and we followed this maid like to like from marina del rey to past orange county past huntington beach i don't even know what area we were in but like she pulls into this costco and you and i were both propped up ready to go you were on photo i was on video like we thought they were going to do a drop like it was insane because the maid did not get out of the car like we were sitting there for what like 30 40 minutes and then, you know, she gets out of the car, goes into Costco and which comes out like just nothing. And then nothing happens. Like we literally just sat around for like, or we drove way out of the way for over an hour and then just sat in that Costco parking lot waiting. But bro, like I can't, it was such an adrenaline rush though. Cause you didn't know what was going to happen. Like, do you, like, do you know what would happen? Like, had there been a drop and we had gotten that, like that would have been some, that would have been crazy. You talk about getting hooked. I'd probably still be in LA right now because man, that was like the adrenaline for that was undescribable. Like I was just picturing in my head that she was part cause she pulled around back to the back of a Costco of a busy Costco. And then we thought that they were going to drop and we were in such perfect position. There's, you would have gotten your photos. I could have rushed her for video and we would have been the only ones there. All right, that does it for part one of this interview. As I mentioned in the very beginning, we are doing a collaboration with the Paparazzi Podcast. For part two, go into the show notes below. There will be a link to part two of this interview. Make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating, and I hope you guys enjoy the rest of this interview on the Paparazzi Podcast.